1: Now, in over 19 weeks of carnage, over 36,000 Palestinians have now suffered violent deaths at the hands of Israeli weapons, and once you include that is those buried under the rubble who I'm afraid to say, of course, must be considered dead. Now, of course, that means women and girls, boys and men. Um, All Palestinians, whoever they are, of course, have suffered horrors beyond most of our imaginations. But the impact of such military onslaughts always have profound gendered implications. Most of those who have been killed are women and children. There are two mothers dying every hour. There are 50,000 or so pregnant women in Gaza without healthcare now, which is the system has been essentially destroyed. There are women in labor having C-sections without anesthetic. There are babies being taken from the bodies of their mothers who've been killed. There are women using scraps of tentative period products, there are breastfeeding mothers at, at risk of terrible health complications. We really could go on. Wow. And then there are now reports from the United Nations about Palestinian women being sexually abused and raped by Israeli soldiers. Now, I'm really delighted and honoured, actually, to be joined by Mariam who who is an academic, who wrote a really brilliant uh, piece back in early January for Al Jazeera, which is entitled For Feminists, Silence in Gaza, is no longer an option. And I think a lot of people were quite relieved when this was said, mm-hmm. given uh, the horrific consequences um, mm-hmm. for women in in Gaza. Um, and it must be said, intersectional feminists really have been at the forefront of speaking out against Israel's mm-hmm. well thought. This should not be seen as some sort of, this discussion is not an attack on feminists, I'm speaking to a feminist. Um, it's It's about how some who have Partly called themselves feminists who haven't spoken out. The silence about Palestinian women, which must end. So thank you for joining us. And um, it's an honour to have you.
0: Thank you so much, uh, Owen, uh, for having me. and. Similar to you, I shared the same frustration with the whole situation, How is our government is reacting, but also because I'm a feminist, I'm quite disappointed with the feminist um, movement in general. But uh, again, as you said, it's not all feminists. A lot of feminists is marching every week. And when I talk about certain feminists, the uh, the most famous well-known feminists who are supposed to fight against violence and uh, made a career of saying that they are fighting against violence for women and children. And I, what you mentioned, the report is a quite um, frustrating and upsetting, but it's quite important to point out this is nothing new. For 75 years, women in Palestine have been raped, sexually assaulted, and it's never made it to the permanent or mainstream media. And so to dismiss the 75 years and just be shocked by a small report that happened. Now it's nothing new. There is thousands of women have reported that they've been assaulted by the soldiers through investigation. Um and it's never made it to the main uh, the mainstream media. But also the reaction of mainstream media is a quite not surprising, since the Israeli and Palestine, and I will not call it Israeli and Hamas war because it's against Palestinian people, and still you see in the news saying Israeli, uh, Israeli and Hamas. And uh, there is um, a main story, a very upsetting story that uh, showed that uh, Israel is the shining example of civilization, while Palestine is need civilization and need to be saved from Hamas, and the misrepresentation of the arab community in that uh, mainstream media to the extent that they call them uh, the kingdom of uh, animals which is extremely racist and uh, misleading but that's also not shocking i we know how is the media had been presenting and you have some um, websites or a newspaper who have been extremely played a major role in this propaganda machine of producing this image. It was quite shocking that feminism also oh. adopted those values and reproduced them and manifested in the media and all those articles. So <clears throat> you see, for example, since the October attack happened, even before the IDF presented the, the case of rape of Israeli women, Uh, They just jump in it. Sympathy was only to Israeli women, and there is no extended sympathy for Palestinian women. And I read most of the article have been published uh, about rapes uh, of Israeli women. And don't get me wrong, I'm a feminist. I will always believe rape, even if the evidence was uh, presented by IDF and there was no uh, actually... uh, Witnesses uh, or uh, the victims speaking themselves, I will still believe the woman. But why the sympathy didn't extend to Palestinian women? Why did you assume that they just need to be saved from Hamas and assume that they haven't been raped, haven't been sexually abused? The same bins that the Trumps, all those articles, they didn't show any sympathy for Palestinian women, not even mentioning them in one sentence that the violence extended to Palestinian women. And that was, and I, as a feminist, I looked also at all the very famous, well-known feminists that I used to uh, hold a huge respect for them, saying, "See, uh, there must be an outrage. There must be empathy that we all can drive from." And anyone who did that, I'm afraid, they were disappointed by the silence from those feminists and feminist organization as well.
1: I mean, on that, just just so people are clear about the the United Nations report which has come out. And they write: We are particularly distressed by reports that Palestinian women and girls in detention have also been subjected to multiple forms of sexual assault yeah. after being stripped naked and searched by male Israeli army officers. At least two female Palestinian detainees were reportedly raped, while more, while others were reportedly threatened with rape and sexual violence. They also noted that photos of female detainees in degrading circumstances were reportedly yeah. taken by the Israeli army and uploaded online. Obviously, we'll these are very grave. Um, allegations and, yeah. and and I suppose the point I mean the point you're making there is you know very serious yeah, yeah. claims of uh, sexual violence against Israeli women were made on 7th of October which need to be yeah. clearly investigated and taken yeah. seriously yeah. Um, but people were spoke about that very loudly yeah. often in the context of supporting I suppose yeah. uh, the onslaught against Gaza which mostly then killed women and yeah. children yeah. Um, but but if they're not speaking out about this. Mm. Then what does that tell us? If they're prepared to speak out about mm. those actions, those those claims, which do need
0: to be clearly, def- definitely investigated, mm. why not this? What does that tell us? I agree, uh, but first, before I say that, I was looking at reports from. 20 years ago, there was a report in United Nations Human Rights. There is a Human Rights uh, Watch. There is even by Taslim, which is the uh, Israeli Information Center of uh, Human Rights in the Occupation Territories. All of them mentioned that there is rape happening in the prison uh, by Israeli soldiers. And when they dismiss all of this, and now, again, not speaking about it, it's very clear. It is the idea that we don't see the problem if you are not like us and this is very embedded in the very imperial and colonization feminism and we saw it in for a long years in the history and if you take for example the case of uh, uh, Mahasa Amini uh, the Iranian um, person who was killed because she wasn't uh, wearing a proper hijab that it created a massive movement of feminists, especially in UK. They even some organization they went and cut their hairs in public in central London in a way of solidarity. And why this case, not Palestinian case, because it's fit the idea of liberation, liberation women from hijab, liberation and Bear in mind, I'm not even Muslim, liberation of Muslim uh, Muslim women from uh, Muslim dominant values uh, and saved them from men. And previously in the history, you saw this idea of uh, liberation women from brown men, basically. And you saw it justifying the war in Iraq, in Afghanistan, where, where it was justified partly because we are trying to save this woman from uh, the dominant uh, muslim ideology in those uh, countries and what did it create after that a massive mess women have been have been cr- while in, in when the afghanistan case for example created more opportunity for afghan women but uh, still the miss is women is in most precarious position now uh, there is lack of support and this dismiss the idea that what women from this context actually want just assuming that our liberal thoughts will be uh, should embed in the society and imperial feminism haven't learned from the history it has been repeated break record doing the same mistake and mistake justifying violence creating violence and the idea that we will save brown women from brown women and men Uh, and you see it in the case of rape and i'm sorry to say that's the uncomfortable truth that when it's uh, a brown woman accused of uh, raping a white woman it will make it to media there will be outrage but when the idea that a brown woman is raped by uh, Israeli soldier it doesn't, it is kind of questionable, the resources is unreliable. And that's had been through the whole history, and it's very dominant in the feminist movement. And they are not learning from that, especially within the Palestinian situation, in a state of um, understanding what happened, they completely dismiss it as casualty of war. And that's the main idea that they are promoting. It has been through the history, and it's repeating itself again and again.
1: I mean, in, in terms of the silence, I mean, it does seem. I have to say that a lot of people are just going to brazen this out. And mm-hmm. both of us, I think, have looked to see just general media coverage. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost no Western media outlet has covered mm-hmm. this. Uh, mm-hmm. CNN surprisingly did, given how terrible uh, given, well, a, a study which uh, which came out actually in the Guardian US just showed how this CNN's coverage had been very biased. Mm. Uh, in favour of, of Israel, and it went through the, the facts and statistics showed that. So the fact that CNN has reported on this is, is striking, mm. but no, almost no other media outlet has. Mm. I mean, is this about Palestinian women not being seen, essentially, as being… Yeah, as,
0: because <laughs> through this process, when you see them as uh, people, they need to be saved from the society, they dehumanise not only Palestinian women, also men. Men are victims from this war. You cannot assume every man uh, in Palestine is part of Hamas, and they, to the extent that any sympathy you show to men in this context, they don't. It's not acceptable. You will get all this kind of uh, comment. What about Hamas? What did they do? Condemn Hamas, and it's from the start, of, from the war there was tactic. Unfortunately, by feminists, by silencing anyone who will speak about it, and people get scared. So, anything you say, you will be called rape apologetic. You will call anti-Semitism. You will call pro Hamas. Uh, and they keep doing it to the extent that people start to be very careful not to talk about it. And they, unfortunately, they use the same tactic that have been used to them to shut them when they talk about any gender issue. And uh, it just any concept not related to what they believe is a liberal society like you saw how they portrayed uh, there are several civil article uh, had been published our fight for civilization civilization israel and why would you assume palestinian is not civilized it's just this kind of biases racist idea and you can see and you think in this time things change it's actually not changing it's exactly the same and they dehumanize palestinian women and i don't understand how in the future those people think that they will value their works, even if they did amazing work in terms of women. Like they lost any credibility of their work. If you cannot say what is quite obvious, Palestinian women is victims of this war. Palestinian women and children have been raped and lost their homes. Women, The image of women digging to find her kids, uh, women giving birth um, without anesthesia. It's unimaginable, and still it doesn't create any outrage. And I thought after the International Court of Justice uh, stated that uh, Israel acted uh, act of genocide against Palestinians, that will change the conversation, but it's still complete silence. And within those uh, feminists, I, I really try to think about it: why they are silenced. Some of them in this idea that it's Islamic extremists and they need to be saved. Other will use the argument that LGBTQ is not getting the rights in the society. But what does it mean? Let them die or LGBTQ is part also of Palestine. So it doesn't make any sense. And others choose to be politically right by keeping right. silence, hoping that their silence will not be noticed. But their silence is quite loud and noticed. And you're sending a direct message to Palestinian women that your life doesn't matter as not equally as the Israeli woman.
1: Because, I mean, the, the point you make there, uh, speaking in my own lane, I suppose, as a, as a queer person, because I've, I've, yeah. I've spoken out about pinkwashing and, yeah. and Gaza, I often get, for example, you know, the, the people who don't have any interest in LGBTQ rights will suddenly start speaking yeah. about it in this context,
0: yeah. including
1: uh, either sending images of ISIS in Syria, completely yeah. separate, throwing gay men off roofs, or even yeah. uh, generating AI images of me being thrown off a roof. Uh, yeah. but, but the point is, is firstly, whatever one... Just in terms of accuracy, there isn't the death penalty um, in, mm. in Gaza for homosexuality. I'm not saying it's a great place to be gay, clearly. No, no one's yeah. arguing that. Yeah. But the fact is, 1,000, If we're gonna go by statistics now, three percent of every given society's LGBTQ, that means over a thousand LGBTQ guards have now been killed mm. by Israeli weapons, and one of those whose homes have been destroyed, who can't get healthcare, whose loved ones have been murdered. Because we're I mean that those those it just shows, I suppose, that weaponization. Yeah. Isn't about advancing the rights of LGBT no. guys, no. it's just a weapon in support of a military onslaught.
0: Yeah, and it doesn't need any big, massive understanding to know that they will be killed as well. So, by using this argument and being careful, oh, it's a complex uh, situation, this is not under the umbrella of feminism. We should understand the differences, and I hope it will change in the future. But it doesn't mean that the kingdom dies and use it as a weapon. To create this kind of uh, violence, and uh, if you look at uh, the beginning of uh, the conflict, there was a lot of labels have been throwing against. uh, Oh, what about uh, queer Palestine and that and that, and there was a massive attack of any organization put a statement in supporting of Palestine. So I don't understand why do we have to pick up a uh, a side? Why can't we sympathize with all? Mm-hmm. And here in this case, Palestinian is suffering more than uh, Israeli uh, civilization, and they are dying more. And it's get to the situation that people are dying on daily basis. Uh, so people keeping silence. I don't. I honestly don't know how they will face the world, or how do you think they will have any credibility in their work in the future? Well, just on that. I mean,
1: you know, and again, it's very important. I'm demarcating intersectional mm-hmm. feminists who really have yeah. been so much at the forefront yeah. of, of opposing this. Yeah. I would regard as a genocide, a long with against Gaza and those who are sexual feminists. And I, for not, for not for a second, would I say that they, they looked at what the allegations, the serious claims made in terms of sexual violence against Israeli women, and, and you know, they, they were genuinely, they felt huge amounts of trauma and grief yeah. um, mm-hmm. and fury when they saw those reports, not confected. Yeah. The point is, they've clearly seen these reports and they haven't felt that. I yeah. mean, if they spent enough time to think about it, they would surely understand that. That's the self-evident truth. There's total silence amongst the same people, and right. I wonder—is it you know? I mean, that just shows it's, it's 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 so ingrained what we're talking about here.
0: Yeah, I couldn't sleep the first uh, night when I saw the pictures and images in uh, of Israeli women, uh, and but also in the same time I sympathize because I knew what would happen and how they will, be, will be nice that to genocide all Palestinians, mm-hmm. and the, the main thing that also throwing all the time. All the time in the media, in basic daily, throwing anti Semitism to shut any conversation is absolutely ridiculous. We have Jewish people without us in the marsh every week with us standing in the marsh, but they use it to shut any conversation, any sympathy, uh, and saying that you are anti Jewish if you are supporting Palestine. And that's quite embedded in the movement. And again, as you said, it's not all feminists. And I get a lot of emails after I wrote those articles saying that, well, I'm there. I was like, I'm not talking. I'm talking about some feminists who is followed by a lot and they could use their platform to highlight the problem, but they use it actually to silence the conversation and just talk about random things.
1: I mean, the, the points you made in that piece, it's just to just really bring them out. Um, so, for example, you said that, um, as well as those who've been sorted, obviously we're talking about, And the almost complete breakdown of the healthcare system, coupled with a lack of food and clean water, means that some 45,000 pregnant women and 68,000 breastfeeding mothers in Gaza are facing the risk of anemia, bleeding and death. Uh, Hundreds of Palestinian women and and children in the occupied West Bank are still in prison, many without trial and trying to survive in abominable conditions. I'd also note Save the Children did a uh, report last year, I believe, which detailed uh, reports of sexual abuse against detained Palestinian children. Um, in the West Bank. And you said, you know, I, I just think it's so striking that the, the, these are, I mean, in terms of the, the feminists you're talking about, not intersexual feminists, this particular mm. brand of, yes. of self scribe feminists, yeah. they, they will speak about so many issues. Um, mm. But how big and how bigger an issue could there be in terms of mm. issues facing women than those you have just detailed? And there's so many others. Yeah,
0: no, I mean, but... That's the problem. It's made them irrelevant. I follow their work. I believe in some of their work. But they made them irrelevant. If you can't stand anyone, like I couldn't work the first three months uh, when it's happened because I couldn't function knowing that people are dying every single minute. And children have been raped. Women have been attacked. I read yesterday, children sleeping in a cage. Like it's the end. It's the break of uh, morality. And those feminists is be. Unfortunately, feminism now became uh, a fight of which the tribe you belong to in a state of having the same value that we all uh, fight for, which is fairness and civilization for all. Uh, So they are busy having each one whatever they call themselves gender critical or whatever uh, type of feminism they are assigned to or radical or whatever. Um, They are busy fighting and having the tribes and going against whatever they think is a walk. And you can be gender critical, but in the same time, you can sympathize with the Palestinians. I don't understand why do we have to be in safety category and just don't go beyond it. It's like agenda has been circulated. That's the position we are taking, and we should stick to it. And if we follow this kind of ideas, we should say farewell to feminism as we know it, and we then we'll have government intervention, like what happened in France when the Ministry of Gender Equality uh, put a statement that any organization didn't show from the start support to Israel will get no fund. And then we are heading to this way government intervention, break of feminism, and everything had been fought for for years, is just will be lost the value of it.
1: I mean, on that as well, I think, I mean, do you think one of the lessons here is, I mean, if I talk about, for example, Benjamin Netanyahu, he does this big speech and then suddenly in he suddenly switches from Hebrew to English, clearly aimed at an international audience, saying, where are the women's organisations? Why aren't you speaking out about what's happened Mm. uh, to Israeli women? Now, uh, let's be honest, I don't believe that somehow Benjamin Netanyahu is someone who is committed to the emancipation of women. I'm not going to believe that. So I suppose it's about the, what we're talking about there is is men, um, using, uh, talking about this in the service of a military onslaught, which actually then slaughters yeah. So many women and, and treat and and, and has catastrophic consequences. So we mm. need to somehow take out allegations mm. uh, to demarcate serious mm. allegations which have to be investigated mm. away from how they can be weaponized to support a genocide mm. war. So how do we do that? Because it is important to take these questions mm. very seriously without going mm. well. It's just a conspiracy uh, to support war efforts. So how can we ha- how can we do that demarcation?
0: Mm. The only thing we are asking for, so same sympathy that you show to Israeli women, to Palestinian women, and it's not new. We know from history that uh, violence uh, against women, the most vulnerable groups and children have been repeatedly in the war. Rape has been happening in all wars. And I'm not saying, and obviously I completely sympathize, but it's not new. But how Israel used it to justify the genocide and the ethnic cleansing of Palestinians. It's, an, it's unacceptable, it's unbelievable. And we are watching that. And we also, the media is inf- enforcing it and feminists reinforcing it again. Those people have thousands and thousands of followers. If they keep writing articles about how they are heartbroken about Israel and the rape of women while not mentioning or acknowledge any rape and uh, violence against Palestinian women, you are sending a clear message. To all Palestinian people, or actually anyone who is not white, that your life doesn't equally matter that uh, to other people.
1: I mean, just on that, just just before my final question, um, I mean, in, in in terms of kind of the way this is kind of played out, I suppose. Do you think this could be a a, a schism within the feminist movement? In that there's always been there's lots of conflicts. Obviously, the feminist movement isn't mm-hmm. homogenous and yeah. um, but there's always been these tensions about around mm. intersectionality about mm. is this a feminism which is inclusive or is it simply you know often prioritizing white middle class professional women mm. in in the west in, in the global north and yeah. um, i mean do you think this could actually because it, it this in my view has painted so many injustices in so many primary colors that yeah. it's become quite a teachable moment so yeah. do you think this could that that could be what emerges from this partly?
0: I hope so, and I hope that we come all together, and uh, as I mentioned earlier, I do associate some of my view with those people, but it's still like when genocide happens, you drop everything and focus on that, and I'm hoping that feminists will learn that it's not all your agenda that's quite matter. There is other people agendas A quiet matter. And it is not inclusive the way it is now. There is so many division, there is so many self-interest, there is so many self-career building people who's using feminism just to be famous and well-known. And this situation, for me personally, highlighted who is the people, I will read their work in the future and their silence will never be forgotten people will not forget who was Silas in this time, who was not supporting uh, Palestinian people.
1: Mariam, that's been so incredible to be able to speak to you and to be able to just, I think, put this in the context that it it needs. I do think, again, I keep saying this to lots of people, I've worked in the British media now for a very long time. I'm, I'm aware of... It's racism and, you know, the rampant structural racism embedded within this often depraved industry, morally speaking. But it's still often shocking to see how things um, play out. And I do think the way that many are now trying to just brazen this out, um, you know, because I suppose the key point is, you know, one key point here is, you know, Britain and the West arms and supports Israel. So it's easy to speak out when, it's about alleged crimes perpetrated by forces hostile to the West. But when it's actually a test of, well, your own government and your much of your media is complicit in yeah. what we're talking about, that's when you have leverage. That's when you can actually speak out and do something. And the fact that people remain silent at that point, I think that, that is why the voices of people like yourself are so important right now. Um, and so you I you will have include, a
0: Great job highlighting everyone and uh, bringing conversation in. So that's, and I want to say that a lot of people appreciate it as well.
1: Well, I, I hate being complimented, but I will take it from <laughs> you anyway. But uh, so, uh, and, and what's most important with my platform is to support
0: yeah. and
1: offer the megaphones to people like yourself. And I'll include a link to the article because it's it's so important. Um, yeah. And also a link to your Twitter page because people should follow you. Thank you so much to Mariam, uh, who's, uh, as you can see, a brilliant and articulate. Um, fighter for uh, the emancipation of women. Um, Please like, subscribe, do share this video and thanks for our brilliant guest.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part?